Breadbox Media Programming is brought to you by Catholic Singles. Every day, hundreds of Catholic singles join CatholicSingles.com for faith, fellowship, and love. Breadbox Media listeners get 20% off by using the promo code BREADBOX when they register. Come be our next success story at CatholicSingles.com. Looking for a way to build daily prayer discipline? Seen the rise in mindfulness meditation, but not sure if it is possible to meditate in a way that's consistent with your Catholic faith? Just looking for a way to breathe new life into your existing prayer routine? No matter what you're looking for, Hollow is here to help. Hollow is a Catholic prayer and meditation app that helps users deepen their relationship with God through audio-guided contemplative prayer sessions. From meditations on the daily gospel to the rosary to daily examines, Hollow has something for everyone. Hollow is the number one Catholic app in the U.S. It is free to download and has permanently free content, but you can also check out all of the premium sessions for 30 days, risk-free, by signing up at www.hollow.com. Dot app slash breadbox. Praised be Jesus Christ. Now and forever. I'm Alexandra Sullivan. And I'm Father Connolly. Welcome to Raising Saints, Helping Kids Hear God's Voice. We're a priest and a mom who are eager to do our best to answer kids' questions about God, the church, the faith, and more. Most importantly, to help them to grow in their relationship with God and ultimately hear His voice. Father Connolly. Hello, Mrs. Sullivan. How are you? I'm great. How I'm are you? Great. Blessed and highly flavored. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's it. Blessed and highly flavored. <laughs> yep, that's right. Should we just leave that? Keep going. Oh, with it. <laughs> absolutely. So we're back. We had uh, a couple great uh, episodes where we we had conversation with Sister Marie Pappas. Uh, she she gave some great insights into the vocation to consecrated religious life, mm-hmm. uh, and we're looking forward to uh, putting out some new episodes with parents of, uh, or at least one parent of a, a consecrated religious sister, mm-hmm. and then uh, continuing with our, our little series on vocations. But in the meantime... Yep, we, we got some, some more questions, questions right? Yep, we do. Uh, Write-in questions, All so right. not recorded for us, but mm-hmm. before we do that, should we pray? Let's do it. I'm then. not going to because I'm obviously I can't talk today. Mm. So, <laughs> and you're the priest. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's right, folks. Only priests know how to pray. <laughs> My pleasure. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. As, As it was, was in the beginning, beginning is, is now, and ever, and ever shall be, world, world without, without end. Amen. Amen. St. Thomas Aquinas, pray, pray for, for us. us in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy, Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Yes. You have St. Thomas now in his own little reliquary. Mm-hmm. Relic, rel, uh, 
maybe we should stop recording because I can't Just speak. Go in the other room and do some uh, la 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 exercises. <laughs> reliquary. Yeah, a reliquary, <laughs> a home for the relic. Yes, that I got on Amazon of all places. Everything's on Amazon. <laughs> okay, so shall we get started with this Let's question? What's our first question? This is from Cassidy. Cassidy's right. in fifth grade, 10 years old at St. Augustine's. Oh, they have a great um, alumni base, you know. They do. <laughs> I only know one and he's mm. not a great representative. Spoiler alert, folks. <laughs> That's where Father Connolly's from. Mm-hmm. Shout out to my St. Augustine's Eagles. <laughs> I don't know how you just did that. Um, okay. Cassidy says... What do you do if you want to be sorry for your sins, but you don't know how? Mm. What should you do? Whoa. Yeah. That's pretty deep, right? So uh, we know that we should be sorry when we sin, but for a child to recognize that sometimes, isn't it the case that sometimes we we know, at least intellectually, that we, we should be sorry. Mm-hmm. We might recognize that we've done something or are doing something that at least in our mind, we acknowledge uh, offends God. But in our hearts, do, do we really feel uh, sorry for that? And, and sometimes the answer is no, right? Yeah. So for Cassidy, way to go. That's a great question. Um, what and, do you think? Well, well, it is hard. To, it's hard to be sorry sometimes, too, because we all are a bit self-centered as well. So, mm. you know, just think about in your interactions with um, friends or family and something happens and you've done something to upset the other person and you really should say sorry, but what is sometimes our apology come out like? It's either like a grudgingly, I'm sorry, right? Mm. That's what I see a lot here in our house. <gasps> sorry. sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Go say sorry to your brother now. Sorry. Right. <laughs> or it's, um, I'm sorry that you're upset. Right. Right. Evading the responsibility. Right. So it's a tough situation for all of us, no matter what age we are. And sometimes it's that kind of um, passing the buck, so to speak, mm-hmm. might even feel legitimately justified. Right. Because perhaps we get into an argument with someone and we happen to know that we're in the right in yeah. our position. We have the right position, the correct position. Um, but perhaps our approach or uh, perhaps letting our emotions get the, the better of us and, and reacting in a more emotional way than we should could upset the other person. And, and so maybe on some level we feel that we should be sorry uh, for engaging in that kind of a conflict but at the same time, we're wrestling with the, the fact that we know that we weren't wrong. Yeah. Um, you know, then we're in that same predicament, mm-hmm. right? I, I feel like I should be sorry, maybe, but <laughs> I'm having trouble getting there. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's just kind of common. Sure. Common experience because we don't, we don't even want to admit our part in something that could be wrong too, right? It's hard to say, yeah, I just really messed up. So yeah. we kind of hide behind that. Well, I'm sorry I upset the person. Yeah. You know, but. And, you know, we can't force it, right? You can't just, like like you alluded to before, certainly you want to train your children mm-hmm. to be sorry when they should yeah. be. So 
as a parent, you would instruct your child, go say you're sorry to your brother. Right. Uh, you, but I think you know that you can't, it, it wouldn't make any sense to try to force your child to feel sorry right. to his brother. Right. But you're rather training the behavior to say, when you've done something wrong, you apologize for it. And mm-hmm. in time, they internalize that and it becomes part of who they are. And now when they're grown and mature, when they've offended someone, it's just a natural response. Yes. Right. You've trained that, 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 that sense of, uh, of, uh, the big word for the day, compunction, compunction, right? feeling sorry for our sins. Um, but so what do we do when we know that we should feel that compunction, but we don't, uh, but we want to, I was listening just yesterday mm-hmm. to a great episode of a great podcast that, uh, we're going to plug now called Godsplaining yes. by the Dominican the Dominicans, Friars yeah. and Father Gregory Pine uh, and various brother, father Friars of his. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, so parents, I encourage you, uh, parents, teachers, uh, catechists, whoever might be listening to this, if you want to be fed a little more yourselves on an intellectual level, uh, it's a great podcast. Yeah. Each episode is about 30 minutes. The Dominicans are just wonderful. They're engaging. They're intelligent. And it they bring everyday issues out uh, and sort of go through them in, in very relatable uh, but stimulating ways. So I can't encourage you enough. Take a listen to God-splaining. God-splaining. Uh, not a paid promotion by the Dominicans. <laughs> Although uh, if, if Father Gregory Pine wants to... <laughs> Send me a letter or, or give me a shout out. That'd be cool. That would be great. Uh, no, no, no. But um, they were talking about virtue and recognizing that we don't perfectly exercise all the virtues. Mm-hmm. We should strive for that. Uh, and in fact, part of that is is this desire for it, right? So the desire to be virtuous, the desire to be holy, the desire for temperance, the desire for fortitude, um, we, I think, can apply that here as well, mm-hmm. right? Um, I know I should be sorry for this, and right now I'm struggling with that. But God, I pray, help me to desire that compunction, which right. at least theoretically I, I know I need. Help me to to filter that down from my brain into my heart. Yeah. Right? Yeah, um, that's a beautiful prayer. I think sometimes we take that for granted, you know, that we're supposed to just have it all together or something. Malarkey, right? Malarkey. <laughs> no. hmm. yeah. Uh, yeah, Fulton I Sheen. Thought I, thought I, no, that's no. A, that's an original Connolly. <laughs> <laughs> right, but of course we're not going to have it all together right away. We need to grow in these things, and so why not ask the Master for help? Well, I'm wondering right? something too, because I think we we also place a lot of emphasis on how we feel. Can we intellectually be sorry for someone for something, even though we don't maybe feel the contrition? So like, I know this is wrong or I know I made a mistake. I don't quite feel the contrition, but Mm. can I still make an act of the will Mm. and make, you know, a confession based on that? Like, I I don't know. I, I, I guess theologically, I don't, I know you're supposed to make an act of contrition, sure. right? but do you have to, is the feeling a necessary part? Yeah. Interesting. So now we're, we're talking uh, about particularly bring it into the sacrament of reconciliation as mm-hmm. well. Yeah. Yeah. That's an interesting point. I think 
well, what do we need in order to uh, participate in that sacrament? What is in order to be absolved? We need uh, a confession. There mm-hmm. needs to be matter, right? Yeah. Whether venial or grave, um, there needs to be contrition. I'm actually sorry for this, and uh, and I intend not to do it again. Mm-hmm. Of course. We're human, and, and so we keep falling, and um, we never want to presume God's mercy and say, I'm just going to keep doing this thing, and then I'll just go Saturday morning and be absolved, and because I know, because God will forgive you, but we don't want to presume or take for granted that mercy. Mm-hmm. We want to actually intend, um, with his help, to do penance and to amend our lives. Yeah. So goes the act of contrition, right? Right. Um, and finally, satisfaction. We need, uh, that's why we're assigned a penance. Now, most of the time, that's something pretty simple, mm-hmm. right? Um, you know, oh, three Hail Marys. Three Hail Marys. Yeah. Um, uh, sometimes I, I like to, when I can really sense that a penitent is having trouble um, uh, trusting that, that, that they can overcome a sin, mm-hmm. um, I'm very blessed to have in my confessional a beautiful divine mercy image. Mm-hmm. And of course, you know, at the bottom has those beautiful words, Jesus, I trust in you. Very often I'll tell the the penitent, for your penance, go and simply repeat those words. Mm -hmm. I'm going to tell you five times, but do it as much as, you you know, what gives you peace. Mm -hmm. Uh, And and just make that your prayer. Meditate on those words, Jesus, I trust in you. But anyway, the point is that we we do a penance um, in order to, to satisfy, to make up for, that sin. So I suppose, right, if we go into that sacrament, we if we confess something that we've done, legitimate sinful matter. So let's say, for instance, uh, put myself in the shoes of maybe a, a 10 or 11-year-old child. Yeah. Right? Um, maybe I've stolen $2 from... Uh, my brother's piggy bank, mm-hmm. right? I found the plug on the bottom. Right? <laughs> you don't have to smash it with the hammer to open it up. Mm-hmm. I, I, I opened it up and I, I took out those two bucks and, you know, maybe mom found out and wants me to make it right. Mm-hmm. So she's told me, well, you better go make this right. Give that back and apologize. Mm-hmm. Well, now intellectually, I know that I should be sorry for that. Mm-hmm. Um, but my little brother's a, a, a twerp, right? And he, I'm not actually saying that about my real life little brother. Well. He's, he's not a twerp. He's uh, six feet and five inches tall and a police officer. <laughs> officer Brian, we thank you for your service. You are not a twerp. My theoretical little your brother theoro- from yep. whom I stole in $2. That's right. You know, I'm not sorry for that. Mm-hmm. You know, I, what does he need that for? Uh, he's just a kid. I, I'm the big kid here, right? I, mm-hmm. I'm 10 years old. And, um, I need my $2. Yeah. that's got to buy what? chips at school. He's not even going to notice that. Like, I don't, Okay, I, I'm aware that according to mom, I should feel sorry for that, but, mm-hmm. but I, I don't. Well, maybe if she's taken me with her then to the parish Saturday morning for confessions and encouraged me to go in and now I, I'm there and well, sure, that would be a good thing to confess, and and perhaps the grace of that sacrament will help me to really feel again that mm-hmm. compunction, right? Um, that that now the act of confessing that I can receive that sacrament. Now I confess it. 
uh, hopefully I'm so moved by this experience now to decide, mm-hmm. no, you know what? I'm not going to do that again. Right. And perhaps I'll even return it mm-hmm. and, and also say my three Hail Marys or whatever father has assigned me for my penance. Mm-hmm. Well, there's confession, contrition and satisfaction. Uh, so I think it's a, a both and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think we, we, we shouldn't bank on that. Right. I, I don't think we should go through life saying, well, I'm not going to feel sorry for anything. I'll, I'll just say it. Yeah. Well then that's, is that really contrition then is that, you know, gets into all that, but right. But I think certainly if we're praying for Lord, help me to feel sorry when, when I've done something wrong yeah. and also making, like you said, that, that act of the will yeah, um, to be sorry and to resolve not to do it again and, and to really truly love. Um, I think both and the two together yeah. can certainly help us. Right. Okay. So Cassidy, we were thinking, pray to God, ask him to help you feel that contrition, to feel sorry. Mm-hmm. And if you're struggling with it, but to, to yeah. still be able to make an act of the will and say, you know, and move towards sorrow. Yeah. Okay. And if you want to, exercise your compunction function in Hopewell Junction. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Come on down to St. Columba at oh Saturday morning, 8.30 to 9, afternoon Is that why you started using this word? <laughs> you had that phrase stuck in your head before we even started this podcast. You were ready. You had it ready to go. That's on. on my business card. <laughs> in the Hope Junk. <laughs> I don't like that. <laughs> What's our next question? <laughs> Moving on. Thanks, Cassidy. That was great. We have question, a question from Joseph, who is five years old. All right. And he asks, asks, I really can't talk today. He asks, why did God create bad guys? Ooh. Which I think is just the cutest way of phrasing that. Yeah. Why did God create bad guys? <laughs> what are you going to do with this? No, I think that's great. <laughs> that, that's that's a great question well honestly and it's not just a five-year-old question not at all right no, i think every adult wanders around thinking why is that person mean why did that person speak that way why does this happen and if you even go further you know some real atrocities in the world like why is this happening why does god allow this and i think a lot of people struggle with their faith in god because of this exact question mm. right Absolutely. like why if god is all good and all powerful and all knowing why is there evil mm. around us take it away <laughs> fill us in <laughs> no, that's that's a great question in fact i was just talking about this this morning with our uh, beloved third graders mm-hmm. so uh, it's very much on my mind but firstly i think we should say god doesn't create bad guys Mm-hmm. Or right. bad in general. Right. Right. God creates the guy. Mm-hmm. The guy, the guy creates. Then becomes bad. Yeah. You know, um, everything God creates is good. Mm-hmm. But he's given us freedom and we are fallen as mm-hmm. a result of the sin of Adam and Eve. And so we often choose that which is not good. Yeah. And become 
bad guys. Well, all of us do this. We all make sure this goes back to Cassidy's question, right? We all make bad choices. Um, So it it can go either way with any of us, couldn't it? Oh, sure. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I remember in the seminary, um, I had just started out. I was totally uh, just all in and so excited and and revved up. You know, wow, six years from now, God willing, I'm going to be a priest. Mm -hmm. And uh, my spiritual director said one day, we're just talking about, you know, some different problems that that people can run into. And and he said, kiddo, is this ever going to be you? Hmm. Of course not, Father. No Mm -hmm. way. I could never do anything (laughs) like that. Absolutely not. And he yelled at me (laughs) and he said, you're wrong. Yeah. It could be because you're human. It could be me. It could be you. It could be anyone. We need God's grace to always choose rightly and to live good lives and, and, and to become holy. Um, and it's always stuck with me the way he said that, you know, that, um, we, we are very good at choosing the bad. Yeah. Um, It's very easy. Yeah. So, right. Just like, just think about the kids you know, they want what they want. So, um, you know, just think about the boys, they're fighting over toy train because they both want the same one and mm-hmm. a quick smack across the face to his brother can result in what he wants right it's just so easy to do that yeah yeah, yeah. so i guess in in broad you know more general theological terms mm. addressing the the problem of evil we start from a place of well yes god created man with a free will as well as reason that's how, in fact, he's created uh, in God's image and likeness. We're unlike any of the other lower creatures over whom we have dominion mm-hmm. uh, because we have reason and free will. So we can know things and we can choose. Uh, in fact, our uh, our friend and, and unofficial patron here, St. Thomas, would say um, that The true freedom, you know, a, a human act, this consists in being able to know the end for which I am moving myself mm-hmm. and then the ability to move myself. So he would say in his um, Summa, he gives the example of a, a stone rolling mm-hmm. down, uh, you know, a stone rolling down a mountain is not its own mover. Right. Or rather, excuse me, rolling up, being, if it's being rolled up the mountain, it is not its own mover. Something's if moving. It's, right. right, something must be moving it. If it rolls down the mountain, I suppose he wasn't considering gravity. Uh, <laughs> it It is its own mover. I know he meant its own mover in the sense that it's not being pushed, right? Yeah. It's rolling. So it's, uh, in that sense, the, it, the principle of its own motion. But it still doesn't know to what end it's moving. Mm-hmm. It's a stone. Yes. It can't know that. Okay. A human being can know the ends for which he or she is acting. Okay. And can choose to act. Can be a, his or her own mm-hmm. uh, principle of his or her own motion or action. Okay. Right. So those are the the philosophical theological terms. But in other words, did you words, see my eyes kind of glaze over there? Oh, thank you. So you're so supportive. <laughs> no. In other words, so like you said, uh, let's take uh, little uh, Johnny who's fighting with his brother over mm-hmm. the train. Mm-hmm. He has a choice. 
relinquish the toy train mm-hmm. and find another toy to play with, or if he decides to move toward playing with that train, mm-hmm. he can choose to slap his brother in the face, mm-hmm. which will cause his brother to run away, mm-hmm. achieving the end for which he's striving. Right. He can know the end toward which he's moving. Yep. And he's free to choose how to move toward that end. Right. Right. So because of the fall Mm -hmm. and because we're free and knowing, Mm -hmm. we too can and often do sin. So why did, in a broad sense, why did God create bad guys? Well, he didn't, but we become bad guys in the instances in which we, we sin. Thanks be to God, we can always approach his mercy right. and, and be forgiven and, and over and over and over again. Unlike the angels, uh, our celestial friends, um, uh, or rather those fallen infernal friends who yeah. <laughs> have chosen poorly. Not, but we've talked friends. about that yes. in another episode. If you want to hear more about that, go back to our episode where we address that um, the fall of, of the angels and, right. and all that. Look at that. We've already covered that. Look at (laughs) us. um, (laughs) But yeah, so great question though. You know, and and, um, so evil sadly is a part of our reality, but we're promised a new heaven and a new earth. And someday Mm -hmm. uh, when God separates the the lambs from the goats, when when he, uh, the, the winnowing fan separates the wheat from the chaff, we pray that we'll be good, fruitful wheat, that we've lived good, holy lives. And no matter how many times we might have sinned, we've we've repented and, and uh, we'll finally accept God's love and mercy and be with him in eternity. Wonderful. Good guys in heaven. Good guys in right? heaven. Yep. All the saints and angels and hopefully us hanging out <laughs> in heaven. Thank you, Joseph, for your question. We hope that answers it um, for you. So now I have a question. Oh, yes. Mrs. Sullivan. Yes. How have you heard God this week? Whew. Well, I was telling you a story just before, and I don't want to give all the details just because it's kind of personal, but the other night I was struggling with some things, um, you know, some, some self-doubt, some worries and concerns like all of us do. And I vocalized all of this to my husband and we were just talking about it. And um, the next day... <laughs> This is just how beautiful this is. Um, two of those very specific concerns I had were addressed in a way that I had nothing to do with. So um, somebody took care of something that needed to be done, and that was one of my concerns. And um, I was struggling with that. And then just, you know, a beautiful thing played out with one of my children um, that kind of gave me a boost of confidence. And it was it was as if God was saying, I heard you, but that's not true. Whatever you were thinking is just not true. And look what I did. I showed you why. Mm. And I just thought that was a beautiful um, answer to a prayer that I didn't even make. Right. I did I was just, we were just having a conversation, my husband and I, and, um, but God was listening, right. God was in that. And he, and he chose to um, show me, you know, where I was misguided and where, why my thinking was wrong and how he sort of sees the situation. And that, that's kind of how I, how I felt God this week. Mm. So that's beautiful. Father Connolly. Yeah, actually kind of similar. 
the you know the way he he reveals things to us, um, and he doesn't have to, mm-hmm. right? He doesn't have to. But um, I, I just yesterday was told by someone, um, "Oh, Father, your your homily on Sunday. You know, thank you so much for that homily." And now that's something I think every priest hears, mm-hmm. just because God's people are very good, yeah, and very kind, yeah, and, and genuinely want to boost us up, and so we're we're very grateful for that. But you know, not that you get uh, uh, sort of blasé about it, but uh, you, uh, when you hear that, it, it's not too much of a temptation to pride because you think, well, mm-hmm. you know, for most of the people, that's the one homily they've heard this week, and, and yeah. they're just very kind. And yes. you know, it's not that I'm such a great uh, 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 orator or anything <laughs> like that. But so you say thank you and, and kind of move on and smile and mm-hmm. thank you so much. God bless you and please pray for me. And, mm-hmm. But this instance. Um, this person told me about a very, very specific situation that was going on mm-hmm. with someone close to them uh, that apparently I directly addressed mm. in my homily. Mm-hmm. And I could not possibly have known about that person's uh, plight and, right. and that they'd be there and that they're going through what they're going through. And I just, you know, I did my best to just listen to what God wanted me to say and yeah. say it. And this person was God's little consolation to me. Yeah. Kind of like a, a little uh, uh, pat on the back from God saying, D- well trust done. in me. Yeah. Trust in me because yeah. I'm guiding you. Um, don't try to do it by yourself. <laughs> no. <laughs> in other words, because it, it's not going to be good. Um, so I'm just so grateful uh, to that person for, for telling me that and, and to God, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so. Also, can I take this chance to ask you and all our listeners, please just pray for me, right? It, mm-hmm. it can be really hard sometimes to know what to say. And sometimes I have an idea of something I want to say, but then I'm afraid to say it. And mm-hmm. uh, I've I've found so far that um, if with God's grace, I can overcome that and just say it. Yeah. Usually it turns out that's what he wanted me to do. Right. Um, because as John the Baptist said, right, I must decrease and he must increase. And, and every every priest I know would say the same. I hope it's God speaking on Sunday, not yeah. me. Yeah. So please pray for me. Well, one thing I, I'm just thinking about is that um, we often are faced with that situation where there's something that we think we should say or that's placed on our heart or, or that's mm. going through our mind. And we're like, no, I'm not going to, right? right. That's, I mean, aren't we playing right into that? Like, I... I feel like for me personally, every time I've encountered that I should say this, but I'm too scared to, once I say it, it was exactly the right thing to do. Yeah. You know? So I guess just sort of have confidence in that. And we will pray for you. Thank you. You're welcome. You too. Thanks. (laughs) I appreciate that. All right. So we're going to wrap up here. But listeners, if you have questions for us, please send them to us because we really enjoy these episodes where we get to answer specific questions from our listeners. So we're running out of time. Um, Even email them to us like we did today. Mm. All right. One more pun. Oh, gosh. We are indeed blessed and highly flavored (laughs) because Jesus calls us to be salt of the earth. Oh, gosh. Just trying to spice things up here. (laughs) Bye, folks. God bless you. Redbox Media Programming is brought to you by... 
A few minutes each day can change your life during Lent. Ave Maria Press offers booklets for daily devotion, reflection, and more from such best-selling authors as Gary Zemak, Greg Kandra, Father Michael White, and Tom Corcoran, and so many more. Looking for Stations of the Cross booklets or books that are perfect for small groups? We have those too. Head over to AveMariaPress.com and use code LENT20 to get 20% off your order today. Looking for exceptional coffee delivered fresh to your door? We have the answer. Our friends at Grim Bean Coffee produce small batch artisan coffee using top tier coffee beans. The coffee is roasted when you order, guaranteeing the freshest coffee possible. Check out Breadbox Roasts, a new line of Catholic themed coffees available at www dot grimbeancoffee.com forward slash redboxmedia experience coffee like never before